You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome to Ship Talking, 97.9's relationship show. I am your host, Sharon, joined today by my good friend, Lindsay, who's going to be talking to us about her dating life. What's up, Lindsay? Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm happy to have you on. Happy to be here. Happy to chat with you. (laughs) So, Lindsay, you are 41 years old, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and you have recently made the decision to jump back in to the dating pool after being away from it for many years, right? Yes, I have. Okay. (laughs) I know that was a very thoughtful, purposeful decision for you and that you were very much waiting for the right time to start dating again. So my first question for you is, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) It's going well. It's going well. Um, It's definitely different. So before I did this particular journey. Um, my only other experience with dating, um, they weren't even apps. I did match.com and it's definitely different. They, I, I'm, you know, the, the apps are definitely different and I do like them. They're a little bit quicker. Um, you know, it's kind of, it was a weird adjustment because on match.com you do the email thing and you just yeah. like have to wait for this email and, and on the apps, it's all you do texting. So so it was a little bit of an adjustment, but it's, it's fine. And, you know, sometimes so there are some things in my life where I just make a very quick knee jerk reaction and it is thoughtful. Like it's obviously like I've been pining on it for a while in the back of my head. And then all of a sudden there's just, boom, it just hits me and I'm going to do it. And so I had been thinking about starting, you know, many, many times and talking to friends. And then just one night I just created a profile. It was, I didn't really think about it. I just did it. And so it's been going pretty well. I've gone out on some dates and they've been some good, some better than good and very tricky in the time of COVID. Um, I'm not super anxious about COVID. I I just, I'm not, um, I, I wear my mask and I take care of, you know, my surroundings, but it doesn't make me as anxious as it makes some other people. And I guess I was surprised at how many men are very anxious about it and how that influences dates. Um, with their comfort level. So that was interesting. So you, you were talking about match.com and match.com was like late nineties, early. Yeah. So 2000, yeah, I used it in two or like the early two thousands, like maybe 2005. And then I used it again in like 2014 and it not much had changed to be honest. Well, a little bit has changed, like the interfacing and everything had changed, but the, but the concept and the you know, using the emails and how you like people and whatnot, um, hadn't changed. And you in relationships between those years. Let's see. Uh, yes, I did actually. And I met, um, an ex who I dated for a little over almost two years. We met on match.com. Um, but we were not a match. We just dated for a year and a half. (laughs) It was very clear that we were not a match. Um, but we had things in common. So we were, it was fun to hang out, but Anyway, and then another, I had a pseudo quasi relationship, um, for about six months and we just met through a friend. So, yeah. Okay. So from 20, you said 2014 to. Yeah. 2014 to like 2018, I dated someone for a short amount of time. Okay. So what was, what was scary for you about getting back in there? Why did, or why did that take so much time? Yeah. It took a lot, a, a while because 
the last quasi relationship that I had was incredibly painful and he just wasn't, you know, wasn't truthful, wasn't about what his intentions were and what he wanted. And I was very much like into him. And, um, um, and so the, the, the breakup that kind of lingered on for a while um, was very painful. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I started to get into my career and started to just kind of get a better, in a better headspace and talking with friends who are in the dating world. And it felt like, yeah, I, I can definitely do this. And I also kind of started to feel more comfortable in my own skin, which is something that is a beautiful thing that happens when you turn 40, I think. Oh, really? Um, just feeling more comfortable and... I don't care as much what people think about me like I used to. And that's a very grounding, confident place to be in because, you know, it's not about having people like you. It's about finding a match, like someone who you're going to be congruent with somebody who you can have wonderful conversations with. It's so much more than just, Oh, you're cute. I hope you like me. You know, it's just so much more than that. So I'm so much more comfortable getting ignored now, I guess. And I'm okay with, you know, like swiping people by that just aren't going to, I just don't think that they're going to click with me. So, and, and, and letting it just run its course, like letting it take time. So how are you navigating things differently with that kind of, um, 40 year old understanding? Like how do you approach things differently than you did when you were in your late twenties or or even your early thirties? I think it's more than it's more of like, I value my worth more. How does that translate to, your matches and your conversations. Um, let's see. How does it translate to the to the conversations for sure? If somebody is rude, if they speak off, if they have like off color comments that are not okay, there have been a couple of uh, conversations with one man in particular who I'm pretty sure was racist, and I did not. I, I spoke right back. I was stood my ground and we did not obviously see eye to eye and did not end up (laughs) speaking any further. Um, But I think if I was in my early twenties, I might just kind of just change the subject and not want to go there because, Ooh, I just want him to like me so badly. Right. You, I I remember, I remember being on the dating apps and just feeling like I was talking to someone who wasn't a good match, but also being really hopeful and positive and drawn to their attractiveness or drawn to like, some good quality I was able to pick out from them, but like just blatantly ignoring yeah. what I knew to be kind of value clashes. Absolutely. It's so easy. It's so easy to, and I hate the word desperate, but that's the way I was in the past. And yeah. that, has, that has melted, which feels fabulous. It feels so great. And, you know, and I, and also I like, I've been alone for my, most my entire life <laughs> um, that I would, I'm, I'm good at it and I'm comfortable in my own space by myself. Like it's, I'm comfortable with it and it's a safe place for me. So the person who I bring into that space is going to be good quality. When did that happen for you? When did you get comfortable in being, in being single? Cause I remember, I remember when I was in my late twenties and had this terrible breakup, just feeling this, this sense of, like you said, kind of desperation and panic and this just overwhelming confidence that I was going to be single forever. And then I had to do something to, to fight that and keep that from happening. It was, it really was this just like 
full body panic. And mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that we have a, only a couple seconds left. So maybe we can save this for next segment. Yeah. But I've heard that from a lot of people who kind of go through that first big breakup or in their late 20s. And I've heard what you're saying from a lot of people who are single in their late 30s, in their late 40s. So I don't know, I'm interested in what causes that shift. It's such a beautiful shift. It is a beautiful shift. Well, let's come back to that. That was sorry, I just threw a big question at you with no time. But <laughs> we'll be right back and we'll keep talking to Lindsay on Ship Talking on 979 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 979 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking on 979 The Hill. I'm your host, Sharon, joined by Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> Lindsay was just chatting with us about what it's been like to start dating again in her early 40s compared to what it was like in her in her late 20s. And Lindsay, the question that I asked you at the end of last segment was, where did this confidence and comfort being single come from? Because mm-hmm. I know personally, I... I remember at the end of my 20s having this terrible breakup and just feeling this like panic, this this really full body fear of being single for my whole life. And I think that's common for a lot of women. And one thing that I really respect about you and our good friend Jess and kind of your story is that you've become really comfortable and I think confident in your independence. And I love that. I think yeah. it's so important. I don't know. I think that's a great thing to model for women. Yeah, it's definitely a tricky. Um, I will say that it's a tricky concept to to I guess explain because I will be free, very very honest that I still have moments of frustration. Um, you know, when I get invited to a wedding and I don't get a plus one, um, and I go and there's an empty chair next to me. Um, it's very uncomfortable and it's kind of just reminds me again. So there's, so I won't, I don't want to say like, oh yeah, everything's awesome. I'll just turn, wait until you're 40. Um, because you know, if I didn't desire companionship, I wouldn't be on these apps. I wouldn't have gone into it again. But the difference now is I feel so comfortable and so content with who I am that I'm going to look for somebody who I think is going to match me and not just somebody who I think is cool and, or think is really good looking and interesting and smart and have all the great qualities because the most important quality that he has is that he wants to get to know me. And I'm not sure if I knew that. Actually, I know I didn't know that decades before. I was just looking for somebody great because I think that if I found that awesome person, then it would make me look great. And right. what I was missing the whole time was accepting that I was great. I think that's common. I yeah. think that's, I, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on because you, I mean, you've been an inspiration for me. Like there are times when like I'm in a relationship and I'm so happy to be in that relationship, but there are times when I, I look, I, I think like, oh, if, if something happened, I would be fine. That's something that I, I didn't feel in a lot of my twenties. And I, I think yeah. a lot of people don't feel, and I just. Sure. Sure. And, you know, I will say, thinking about your question too, what, what 
flip the switch. And I wish I had a very clear answer for it, but I will say this, and I, and this is very sincere. I'm not trying to be funny, but when you get your heart trampled on enough times, it's kind of like that thing, like the life will give you a lesson over and over until you finally learn it. And so like the, the last like quasi relationship that I had was so painful you know, it was so, cause it was the entire time I knew that he was not into me the way I was into him. It was very, very clear. And I just cared for him so much that I just allowed the relationship for what, whatever it was just to continue. And I was sacrificing myself the whole time. And that when, when it finally did, I had to make a conscious decision to break him and cut him out of my life. Um, that's when I felt better. Cause I was choosing me. Yeah. And that felt good to choose me. And I think that was a big step. I hate how hard it sounds so simple, right? But I, I hate how hard that is. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, looking back on it and all like the, 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 the heartache, um, I, I tell my patients this too, like you'll, this too shall pass. It will pass. But at the moment it's so, it's so heartbreaking, but you know, what's interesting about heartbreak is that when you do, those, those moments that are so, so painful, those are the ones that are transforming. Absolutely. So there's that. All right. Tell us the juicy stuff. Tell us about the boys you've been meeting. Uh, anyone stand out? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, lovely men for the most part. Um, there was one situation I got myself into that um, it was kind of a whirlwind situation and things moved way too quickly. And I blame COVID on it because I haven't hugged anybody in like six months, (laughs) seven months. So there was that. And, um, it went way, 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 way too, too quickly. And, and then when there was time to like breathe, I, there was this person who didn't, didn't have his emotional act together And, and being in the the psych world, like I could pick up on gaslighting pretty quickly and other behavior that you want to run from. So, and just kind of strange, strange behavior. (laughs) So there was that and that, but, but luckily that ended quickly and hopefully relatively painlessly. Um, I can only speak from my point of view though. And (laughs) some other relationships or some other dates that I have been on, um, there was one guy that I'm still texting with. He so much wanted to go for a hike in the in Umstead with masks on, and it was ninety six degrees out. Ooh. And I could not do that. Yeah. So I I said so I initially said yes, and then I started regretting it because I did not want to go. How can you talk to someone you're with hiking when you're talking is hard anyway? And then add ninety six degrees, and then add a mask. I also. I don't know how I feel about the idea. Uh, maybe it's if it's in like a public hiking spot, but I don't like, I don't know how I feel about the idea of hanging out in the woods with someone on a first date. Oh, good call. Actually, you're totally right. Oh, that's yeah. a good thing to think about that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so that date had to be rescheduled. Um, anyway, and then, and then I went out with this guy who I was really excited to meet. Um, and he said he was very nervous about being inside. I said, okay, well, let's meet some like a porch or, or like not a porch, a, uh, a patio or something at a restaurant. Cause there's quite a few of those. 
Then we went out, it started storming pretty severely, lightning, all that stuff. And so we had to go inside and he was so nervous. He couldn't pay attention. He was whipping his head around, looking around. I mean, poor guy. it was really distracting for me. And then it started, it was happening most of the night that I was finally, I just started to get annoyed, you know? And I was like, are you okay? He's like, oh, I just, I just want to see who else was in here. I was like, it's so doesn't doesn't matter. It's okay. It's fine. Um, yeah. So that was a little because yeah, it's such it's such a legitimate thing to be. It's such a little, yeah. And again, it's hard for me because I'm not as I guess I'm not as scared about it. I, I know maybe I should be, but it just doesn't it doesn't ignite me physically. Well, you're also in a job where you're interacting with people every day, so you're that's true. That's true. You're, yeah, you're not at home isolating like you are seeing people you're doing it safely but I imagine that does make going out a little easier Uh yeah for sure and then this other man that I am speaking with he's a he's tricky because I really do like him of all the men he's probably the highest quality when I say that Mm -hmm. um kindest established successful very attractive but all I can see is a dad um because he's got four children so I'm, I'm struggling with the chem, in the chemistry department because all I can see is a dad. That's, that's another weird thing about when you date in your 40s is that 80% of the men have children, which is fine. I love children. Um, it's just something that I didn't deal with before. Okay. I want to come back to this because I have a question for you. But we're out of time. So we'll keep talking to Lindsay in a few minutes and we'll be back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I am your host, Sharon, joined by Lindsay, who is just chatting with us about her dating life, in particular, this one guy who she matched with, who she was feeling pretty excited about, but is a father of four boys. Lindsay, you're struggling a little with how you feel about that, huh? Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's um, something that was, is very different, obviously dating in my forties is that the men have children. And like I said, it's fine. I I love kids. Um, but it's also, you know, trying to figure out schedules and when you have visitation and all of that, um, for the most part, everybody, when they talk about their children, obviously, obviously they speak highly of their children and most of them speak highly of their, their exes and how they co-parent well, which is a really good sign. But what's tricky about this man, and I don't know if it's just possibly just a chemistry um, mismatch or if it's something that I just need to take to be mindful of um, because I just see a dad in front of me. And like like when I, there's a chemical connection, I feel it very strongly and I'm, I don't run away from it. I lean into it. And this one, I'm not feeling it. And, and I don't know if it's also, he's very, very highly accomplished in his field and I don't know if that's intimidating and that makes him kind of more like a dad figure. And that's where I'm struggling with, you know? Well, he's not just a dad. He's got, he's got four boys. Yeah. He's a super dad, right? Yeah. He's got, he's got a, quite a few. He's got a part of a team. Yeah. Um, but he's also like super cool. Like we have great conversation. And so it's, so I guess it's, it's the classic thing. Like so many of the dates that I've gone on Sharon is like, I literally 
get out of my car and look at them. And I like immediately are like, nope. It's like, it's like my DNA has decided, nope. It's so <laughs> funny. And then other times it's like, yeah, okay. And this is a classic situation where I going to have to just date and see, you know, sometimes, you know, right away. And sometimes you don't. And I, this, this is, I think one of the situations where I don't know. So I'll just have to date and see. Well, maybe we'll check in with you. In yeah. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are the guys different in their forties than they were in their twenties? <laughs> <laughs> how are they different? Uh, more wrinkles. More the same. I don't know. More wrinkles. More wrinkles. Um, more gray hair, which actually, of course, annoyingly on a man looks sexy. Just yeah, fair. Um, and um, what's the same is that they dominate conversation, which I was hoping that that would improve with age. It has not. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's some. It's one of those things that I always look for. Um, it's kind of like a test that I kind of have and, and the interrupting really present. Yeah. A lot of that. You would think that would have improved with age. Exactly. And again, I don't know if it's nervousness, um, because I've been on more first dates and I've gone on second and third dates. So perhaps it's just nervousness too. Tell our listeners a little bit more about what the interrupting and dominating conversation looks like and feels like on a date or what maybe advice could you give for single men? Yeah. So when, it, when you ask a question, what do you do? Tell me what your work day is like. And you, and the woman starts to answer it. When you have a thought, gentlemen, when a thought comes into your brain, hold on to it rather than just dart right in front in the middle of what she's saying and make your own commentary. So there's that, 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 that's happening a lot. Um, and so like I get asked a question, I start to provide my viewpoint or just answer the question and then get cut off by more of what they think. It's incredible how much of a turn on an active listener is. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. And what a turn off interrupting is. And you know, with this current man, I wouldn't think that he is such an interrupter, but maybe he has to, he like is doing it again because he's got so many people in the house. Um, but <laughs> he like, he'll ask me a question. I'll start to answer it. Then he'll start to interrupt me, but I'll get pissed and we'll continue talking, but he'll continue talking too. And then we're both talking and then I'll stop like, well, this is stupid. Oh. <laughs> like uh, someone has to stop talking. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lindsay, uh, we have okay. no time left. And any last thoughts? <laughs> no final thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for chatting with us. Maybe, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to check in with you again in a couple of weeks to get your updates. Um, I would love to. I would love to. Cool. Well, thank you, Lindsay. And thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. If you haven't already, follow us on the Apple Podcasts app it's pretty cool that we're on there so find us under ship talking give us five stars and a review because that would be great and thanks so much we'll talk to you next week you've been listening to ship talking with sharon levine on 97.9 the hill for more episodes visit the on-demand page of our website chapelboro.com sure,